Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Real Window, colon, rewatching <laughs> random movies from our childhood. I'm Pauline. And I'm Lisa. And we are two sisters discussing random movies from our childhood. And mm-hmm. this week, I picked the movie, the yes. ever-classic R-rated 1990 <laughs> Pretty Woman, um, starring Julia Roberts and Richard Gere, for those who yep. don't know. Yep. Um, Lisa, give us a, a synopsis of said film for anyone who uh, doesn't live in North, North America, America or... And probably other countries as well, too. It was popular everywhere. than 30. Let's, Agreed. let's say that. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Young, okay. Youngins. Okay. Um, so I would love to tell you the plot of this one, guys. Uh, so Julia Roberts plays Vivian. A young woman who is a prostitute by profession. And Richard Gere plays an enormously wealthy gentleman named Edward who is so extravagant with his wealth but is terrible at relationships and just wants someone to be at his beck and call. They meet by accident when Richard Gere leaves a party early and almost totals a car in the process and gets lost because he doesn't normally drive himself around. He's always in a limo. Uh, Julia Roberts goes to pick him up for other reasons, but uh, agrees to hop in the car and give him directions, which leads to them spending the night together. And then Edward realizing that this is a very simplistic approach to what he needs. He needs someone to spend the week with him to be his girlfriend, quote unquote, and to not cause any emotional drama. So a hired woman would, of course, provide all that for him and actually be at his beck and call. To Vivian, it is a chance to get new clothes, get a lot of money, especially She needs to make rent. She needs to make rent. Exactly. Her roommate, Kit, has a bit of a drug problem and is constantly partying and spending all of their money. And so this gives her a chance to earn her own as well as help Kit out of a hole. Of course, as the two of them, Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, Vivian and Edward, start to spend more and more time together, they start to realize that maybe there's something there that isn't just business. You also have Jason Alexander in this film. He plays the lawyer for Edward's company and who is the most sleazeball, slimeball lawyer you could possibly imagine. He does a very good job of it, and you hate him throughout the film. He does Uh, do a very good job of being a jerk. Yeah, he basically becomes the antagonist of the film, but it focuses mainly on the relationship, the growing changes in Edward to open himself up to new experiences and not work all the time, and to Vivian to feel like she actually has worth beyond what she's been taught her whole life. And then it just is dependent on whether or not these two end up together or go their separate ways. That's pretty woman. <laughs> pretty there you woman. go. Very basic. There you go, guys. Yep. It is not a movie for children, and yet somehow we saw it as children. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we loved it and listened to the soundtrack constantly. It has a very good soundtrack. It does. And this is going to be one of those episodes where there's a lot that we didn't get as children. And it's going to make for some very interesting discussions, I feel, or if nothing else, some laughter. So, Pauline, you chose this movie. I did. Yeah. And it's funny, because if anyone, if you haven't listened to the trivia ode for this movie, it's a longer one. Please go back and listen to it if you feel like it. Um you'll notice that we had a lot of enthusiasm for this film quotes immediately. So it's interesting to think of our child perspective versus our adult perspective. So Pauline, would you like to start us off? And with our main category, we always start with is what was your takeaway as a child? Mm. What was it like rewatching it as an adult in comparison? Were there any favorite scenes, misunderstandings, anything you'd like to talk about for pretty Woman? Yeah. 
Okay, so <laughs> takeaways. Um, I loved Julia Roberts' character just mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. I obviously didn't get basically any sex or drug reference at all yeah um so i mean i mean we can go into detail on that obviously which we will but a part yes. of it is like generally speaking if there was a sex scene i we fast forwarded the sex scenes because obviously for obvious reasons lisa and i weren't allowed to just watch the sex scenes but we it knew still makes the question apply why we were watching it in general um yeah but yeah yeah I think it was one of those things where it was like, because I don't even remember us watching this like family movie. Like this wasn't like a family movie night. Like this but wasn't like Last Crusade. Where I just have memories of dad fast forwarding stuff for us. That's what yes. I remember. So I don't know when we sat down and watched it. I don't remember how old we were. We yeah. were little. But yeah. I just remember that there were certain scenes that were uh, close your eyes. Okay, and I would obviously <laughs> never close my eyes. I'd like fingers in front of my eyes look at you being rebellious oh yeah i was like Um, what am i missing but i still didn't understand what i was missing (laughs) you just were like that's that okay i was like but which which is also funny too because even in this movie like i understand obviously why they were fast forwarding it for us but there's no overt like the camera nudity like yeah yeah, like they're never naked there's like one moment where you see julia's nipple for a split second and like but it's like through this lattice very oh yeah very pretty as hollywood does right like yes so well set it's beautiful so anyway (laughs) so i mean any sex scene obviously didn't get so like for example after okay i'm gonna backtrack for a minute by all means one of my favorite sets my favorite scenes from childhood (laughs) is the opening song Yes. When Richard Gere is leaving the party early, as you said, he has taken his lawyer's car, Stucky's car, his Lotus Spree, which is hot stuff in 1990, I guess. I guess. And is driving it poorly. And he does not know how to do a stick shift, guys. He does not. (laughs) And the song King of Wishful Thinking is playing by the band Go West. And it is one of my favorites. Like the, the movie opens and I'm like, oh yes I I just was like sitting there like this is so good like I don't know why I love this song from when we were kids I don't something about the beat I don't know I'm an 80s kid I guess I don't know but I and I'm in complete agreement that song is on my iPhone as we speak it was on it was on long before you suggested this movie as an option Mm -hmm. because I'm with you there's something about it that I just genuinely love everything about it and that opening scene is interesting because it opens with a guy doing a magic trick. He's explaining yes. an economics thing uh, in the benefit of the wealthy, really, um, as you would do at a wealthy party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he does a magic trick with coins. And as a child, I was like, whoa. That's I don't understand a anything he's saying. Penny. Yeah. But that oh. penny's giant. And he got the coin from her ear. And this guy's great. Um, and that was that's what I remembered from the party. I remembered the magic trick. And then yeah. my brain was like, people, people, people. Okay, he's got the card. It's the song time. Song <laughs> totally. Time. That, and... that whole party is just preamble <laughs> that Pauline didn't care about, which is also like, I mean, it's obviously establishing backstory. And you understand as an adult, yeah, you know, yeah. Richard Gere's character is being broke with up with via telephone by his ex-girlfriend now. And, and he's so, being extraordinarily cold, cold and business-like and, about and it. So she and it's like, OK. And then so anyway, so I mm-hmm. didn't clock any of that as a kid. I was no, busy. busy and, 
Let's watch I, the like, car. I listened, but it didn't mean anything. So mm-hmm. even though I tried to pay attention, it wasn't anything I could latch onto and be like, oh, this makes sense. Like, I, yeah. I, gen- I was just like, okay, just lots of people. There's exactly. people. He's talking to more people. Rich There's that people. guy. Um, I like their hair. And then, look, fancy car. I like car. their hair. I did. I was like, oh. fancy car, hair. This is great. Fashion. I And then the song started. And then, of course, Fashion. when he's driving, you see also glimpses of... Um, the neighborhoods he's passing through and then it pans to Vivian's neighborhood, which is obviously a rough, rough neighborhood. And you see before you introduced to her, other um, prostitutes basically soliciting uh, from their corners and stuff and pulling up and cars pulling up and everything. And as if I got any of that, no. I was very much like, look, Girls are talking to guys and they're going on a date. <laughs> yeah. Like the whole idea of soliciting um, oh, no. for sex is uh, that, was oh, way beyond was my so, comprehension of so anything. Above it. Like yeah. not even knowing what sex is, let alone the idea that some people pay for sex and there are professionals Ex- who do that for exactly. a living. I'm like, wait, yeah, hang yeah. on. So that's all obviously lost. Yeah, people are just shouting each other on the street just, and like, yeah, hey, baby, yeah, how you doing? Yeah, yeah, You're good. Woo, and then great. that's then they go on a date. So, because um, <laughs> they even say too in the show, they're like, hey, baby, you looking for a date? And they're like, yeah, yeah we're exactly. Looking. And so. They don't- they're all using euphemisms, right? Obviously. And so as a child, you're just like, you take it at face value. You're like, absolutely. This makes perfect sense. I don't exactly. know how men and women meet each other. Why not this, this way? Yeah. They just pull up beside people on the street. And they're like, <laughs> hey, you look nice. Want to come in and go on a date? And we're like, yeah, totally. So anyway, luckily we learned not to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, guys. We learned, we learned fast as we got older. Yeah. Not how you do things. So, all right, what else, Pauline? What else? So, okay, so obviously that Lotus scene was great. Um, one scene I don't didn't get was after Richard Gear care Richard Gear's character picks really Vivian up with some words. Have you been I drinking? Know. Or? No, actually, I have coffee. I'm like, is it the jitters oh, of the caffeine? Strange. I don't know. Okay, so sorry, keep anywho. going. So, um, they go up to the hotel room, Vivian pulls out condoms out of her yes. boot. Yeah. And I remember thinking they were suckers. I remember thinking they I were thought they were candy. I thought they were some in form of candy. Wrapping. <laughs> they are colorful. There's this gold coin, which we all remember as being the chocolate gold coins. I know. So I remember just like, being I like, one left. Red. I've got blue for the gold coin. Yeah. I'm like, obviously, we should have the chocolate one. So, like, for example, like that. And I remember being like, I think someone, I don't remember you and me, we were both like, what are those? And someone obviously doesn't answer us. Like they they aren't gonna tell us what they are. No, no, that was so not I remember, explained. I remember just being like, I think they're suckers. And like that was kind of the end of it. Like we were both just yeah. like candy. Like, so okay, that's what makes sense in our little child brains. Of Colorful course. packages equals candy. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's what legit. all we've known. Oh man. So that yes, was like one 100%. Thing, for example, right? That mm-hmm. went right over my head. And like and like so uh, when Vivian and Edward are in the hotel room, they agree that she's just spending the night for three hundred dollars. So they kind of just pace themselves there's no rush or hurry or what have you so you know she's spending the night and there's a scene where after they've had some champagne and strawberries Mm. she goes into the bathroom yep and I remember this scene because I remember being like whoa 14 so what ends up happening is she's going in there to floss but Edward doesn't know that he thinks she's going in to do drugs so he goes to kick her out and he says I don't want any drugs I don't want any trouble whatever and she says I quit doing drugs when I was 14. Mm -hmm. And I remember being like, I remember we were young enough 
that I didn't think 14 was young. I thought mm. it was very old. Like I was like, oh, wow. Okay. So she doesn't do drugs anymore. But as an <laughs> adult, I'm like, stopped doing drugs at the age of 14. When How did you start? Were you when you <laughs> I know this. This is tragic. Yeah. So that, to, that was definitely one to me that I was like, that indicates yeah. to me how young we were because mm-hmm. I didn't think 14 was young. I thought it Fair. was old. Fair. Absolutely. So like, but I didn't understand what he was doing or what he was saying to her. Like, I, I didn't... remember being very upset with how angry he got and yes. that he was going to be throwing her out because they were, she like, when she opens her hand, she's holding dental floss. Like he's like, what do you have in your hand? And he pries her fingers open and it's dental floss. And she talks about how you shouldn't neglect your gl- gums. Right. Like, and as a child, I'm like, yeah, of course, dental hygiene. We've been taught True. that. But I genuinely was upset that he suddenly was mad at her and was Mm -hmm. like holding her wrist and was going to literally throw her out and then suddenly stopped. And I was very confused. I was like, I don't understand what just happened. I don't understand why he was angry. I don't Mm -hmm. understand why they're okay again. Yeah. I don't understand. And so I kind of just drugs. "Eh, Just didn't get that. No, that exactly. I think the closest my brain got was like, well, Ben, our older brother smokes. Is that? what this is about (laughs) i was was same same but different very insulated from drug use so for me it was very much like i got nothing so i'm that scene i wrote down because i was like i remember being like i don't know if i like edward (laughs) because he suddenly was like Mm. mad at her and then he changes of course over the course of the film so it's good i'm like okay we trust edward again but that initial impression was like he has a temper i don't Mm. like tempers i don't know how i feel about him Oh, that's improved. funny. Yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. get that. I I was I was okay with him because I was more like, oh, they're fine now. Okay, everyone's fine. She's fine. He's fine. Everyone's fine. So it's back on board. Yeah, I'm like, oh. no, we're all copacetic. So I didn't. Yeah. That wasn't a thing that I was worried about. But mm-hmm. I understand why you would be worried about that. Very much so. Yeah. But yeah. Um, other than that, you know, I I really feel like the other thing that confused me. Mm-hmm. From, like, a subplot line. So, like, I obviously didn't get stucky. Like, I didn't understand him and why he treated her differently. Like, because, mm-hmm. again, I didn't understand that she was a hooker. So, like, the whole... There's this scene where Edward has taken Vivian to a polo match. Yeah. And Which she's... I was like, what's polo? Horses? Oh, my God. Great People play ever. a sport on a horse? <laughs> That's not jumping? Mom, yeah. let me go on the horse ride. Yeah, Let I was go very play distracted. Polo. I was very distracted Fair. by that. Anyways, keep going. That also doesn't surprise me. No, no, so, I had to say it. Good. So <laughs> they go, and she's. this is after the shopping, and this is after she's got these very nice clothes and what have you, and they're interacting and whatnot. And she's already expressed concern about being recognized or, like, known by someone at this gathering who'd know her as a hooker. And, and he says, don't worry about it. It's fine. Like, that's not going to happen. These people don't spend that kind of time on Hollywood Boulevard. It's fine. So then they go. She's having fun. She's having a good time. And in the course of this gathering, she has run into the son of the businessman that Edward is trying to um, convince to sell his business to Edward and his company. And it's not going well. It's not amicable. And Stucky sees her talking to the son of this businessman mm-hmm. and assumes she's like a spy or corporate spy industrial or espionage, yeah. espionage and so he ends up telling Stucky to just make him calm down and not be worried about what he's seeing is like 
She's not a spy. She is literally a hooker. I picked her up on Hollywood Boulevard. You don't have to worry about it. And then Stucky does a thing that's Mm. really, really shitty. And he basically goes and solicits future sex from Vivian at a later date after Mm. Edward has left town. And obviously this makes her feel cheap and shitty and uncomfortable and and just wants to leave and and, yeah like so yes vulnerable everything and he's a creepy dude anyway so she's pissed rightfully so and yes i had no idea the layers and the depths of that entire exchange and why she was so mad later and what their yelling match was like i was like that whole thing went just push right over my head i that whole scene, what's interesting is, as a kid, I didn't understand what Stucky was asking of her. Yes. But I understood it was wrong, and I didn't like how he talked to her and how he touched her. And from her Ugh. behavior, mm-hmm. like how she physically responds and shuts down and makes herself small and, like, you know, starts fidgeting and all these things. As a child, I'm like, I don't know what he did or what he said, but he's done something really wrong. Yes. And I don't like him. And it's something to do with what Edward said. Like, Mm -hmm. I knew that I didn't understand what a prostitute was, but I knew that the term wasn't a like to call someone one wasn't a good thing. Because I think I asked what a hooker meant and was probably informed that it's not something you call anyone or something like it was. I wasn't explained what that term was. (laughs) It was just eh, I think it was very vague in an answer. Yeah. So as a child, I just knew that Edward saying that then altered Stucky's behavior even more. And so I. I didn't fully grasp why she was upset, but I knew Edward was at fault. Yes. And I knew Stucky was awful. And so when she was angry and she was hurt and she's having that argument and she tells him that really hurt me, I as a child was like, you should just go. You should just leave. He's clearly not nice. Like I really struggled with Edward up and down uh, throughout the whole movie. Sometimes I liked him. Sometimes I didn't. It was only because after that moment, he changes and Mm -hmm. really treats her better yep with just how he interacts with her and starts to take little things in life of her enjoyment they do the opera they do all the fun cool stuff and so as a child i'm like okay okay he seems to Mm -hmm. be listening he seems to be really nice to vivian again yeah so long as he stays this way (laughs) we can continue to trust (laughs) and they of course like you know it ends happily a right. spoiler, everyone. Oh, um, but I, Lisa. it's funny rewatching it because I know I, I did like him by the end of the movie, but I know I had quite a bit of an emotional roller coaster regarding Edward because I loved Vivian so much oh, that any time she was upset or hurt, whoever did it, it didn't matter who it was, I was like, no. Mm-hmm. No, Agreed. You? I don't even know why. I don't even know what you've done. I just know she's upset. Therefore, I can't trust you right now. And I was, I would get very upset with the Which character. I feel like is an accurate takeaway. I mean, yeah. that is a that is true to the story. Absolutely, like, that's how Vivian's you should be upset about something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're right. You should, should be in her like corner. What yes. happened to her? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, but as you said, the layers of it all totally over my Mm -hmm. head. The mannerisms, what Stucky's saying and asking of her. And I think that's what it was too, was that I was like, I don't understand what he's saying. Like, I, oh, I remember when he puts his hand on her (gasps) shoulder and kind of just like rubs with his 
thumb. I yeah. like I ah. that's stuck in my head from childhood. That's very like, upsetting. Gross. Yeah. I'm like I don't like how he's touching her shoulder. Like mm-hmm. there's something about how he places his hands there that I'm like. This and is even so just like gross. gets in her space. Yeah. And gets, like I, I even as a he kid leans in too close. Like you're. Yeah, it's, it was all about the physicality of the scene because mm-hmm. we were too little to understand the dialogue, but the physicality was enough for us to be like, "Oh hell, no. yeah, I don't totally, ugh. I don't like him, I don't like him, and um, you don't like him yeah. also in his interactions with Edward. So like, no. you don't like him from like from like a multifaceted standpoint. Oh, so totally it made it totally. so that when he has his absolute shittiest behavior at the end of the movie. You when already, when he shows yeah. up, you're already like, this ain't good. She's mm-hmm. by herself in this hotel room. Stucky's shown up and he's pissed. No one else is around. This isn't going to this go well. This is a well. dangerous situation. Yes. Yeah. And she's immediately yeah. uncomfortable and it is not and good. And on her guard and yes. knows that this is, knows very well, most likely from past experience, that this is something she has to be very careful around and that she needs to like this is bad everything about her behavior yeah is protective and scared Mm -hmm. and so again the physicality of it as a kid you're like he shouldn't be there he shouldn't be touching her she's very upset she tells him no i don't like this like i was when richard gears because he because stucky basically tries to to sexually assault Julia Roberts. He gets on top of her. He grabs her. He slaps she, her. He slaps her after she bites him to try and get because she's telling no, she's screaming no, get off me. And then he still holds on. So she bites his hand and he slaps her hard across the Ugh. face. And then he's on top of her again. And then Richard Gear in the nick of time comes in, sees it and drags him off and punches him in the face. And as Ugh. a child, I was like, that's when I was like, okay, I like Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Emotional conflict over. He's Don't. just punched Stucky in the face. I and forgive like, you of past behavior as a child. When he shows oh. up, it, you are so fucking relieved in that yes. scene. Like, I remember being like, no, no, no. Like, I remember as a kid being it was like, this really isn't good, upsetting. this isn't good, this isn't good. And then it was, it was, it's... it genuinely made me like, ill as a yeah, child like totally. I, and so when richard gear shows up i was like oh, okay 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 we're okay everything's fine. okay yeah it was very yeah. it's very intense and mm-hmm. and jason alexander does such he a does, good job and it's so impressive because i Ooh. genuinely love jason alexander he's a fabulous <laughs> actor he's a great he actor do comedy he knows how to sing and dance like guys he's done broadway like he's multifaceted and in this film as soon as he's on screen you're Ugh. like i don't like Yuck. that guy nope. and it just gets worse and so like props to him for being such an a hated character Ugh, he's awful in every way shape and form it's impressive actually it's it is it's very impressive um but yeah i totally i i get you with that like everything about that scene um what else what else what else did okay you... well okay well we know how we feel about a good montage so obviously <laughs> i loved the shopping scene the like, best like, scene in the movie best as scene, a child pretty oh. woman is playing she goes back into the store where the women were bitches to her and she says her sweet line and it's so satisfying it's and, so satisfying and it's she has so, so much fun and she orders pizza like i'm like yes everything yes. about this Every- scene is awesome everything was wonderful all her outfits getting to yes. see them watching oh her my like try even like they're like she's buying like underwear and brownies and child that was like ooh, nice, ooh, nice i know cool. is when that what you wear when you're laundry? older i'm like i love this underwear <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally. do i get that when i'm older too oh i'm gonna buy that 
Yeah, that's so, my lingerie. Like, that <laughs> so that scene is obviously my favorite. Like that was yes. like the best scene of the movie. It was what um, I always was waiting for. I know in that and film, it always comes so early. <laughs> like it's such an early part of the movie that then as a kid you're kind of like, okay, I guess I'll just wait till the opera. Well, that was, and that's the, and that's what I was going to say about this film. What was really interesting rewatching it as an adult is there are scenes that are very, very vivid as like, yay, this scene, like the opening with Go West yay this scene the uh, the moment when they do the when she has to go buy the cocktail dress yes i love and, that scene and she gets to like and my favorite character who i haven't introduced yet mr thompson who's the manager of the hotel played by hector elizondo who i love he's so great much, and who i love in this movie because he's stern and he has to look after his hotel but he's so nice to vivian and he introduces her to this lovely woman to help her buy a cocktail dress because as pauline said she tried on her own but was treated horribly by women in this very fancy store on Rodeo Drive. And so she like ends up being dragged into the office of the hotel. And Hector Alonso's character is basically just like giving her an out of this is a hotel where normally we wouldn't allow this, but you know, you're his niece, right? Like wink, wink. And we will be fine with this for the week, but this is not a place you normally can come to, to do your business. Cause that's not cool. And she starts crying because he's like, also, you should wear something a little more appropriate because she at this point has only been wearing her one outfit. Um, and Which she, she starts... wore while she was soliciting. Yes, it's very uh, revealing. It's and a hooker outfit. So it's, it's you know. very obvious it's, a, it's for prostitution. And she she basically starts crying and telling him, well, I tried and they were me and like everything else. And all I need is a dress. And he goes to pick up the phone and she's upset because she thinks he's about to call the cops. And as a child, I was like, he wouldn't do that, would he? And instead, he calls Bridget, this woman who works at an amazing department store and tells her to expect Julia Roberts' character and that she's a special guest and everything else. And Bridget is so sweet mm -hmm. and so lovely and treats Vivian like a human being. And then mm -hmm. she ends up in the most amazing cocktail dress ever. And so oh as a child, God. the purchasing of the cocktail dress mm -hmm. and Bridget saved me because I was very upset with the scene where the ladies were mean to her yeah i hated that scene it made me Ugh. curl up i they were so rude and then she's got the cocktail dress and then it leads to the scene in the restaurant where she doesn't know how to use the forks and she has to eat the snails and that's where our main quote comes from because the snail goes slipping out of her hand and a waiter catches it and she says slippery little suckers and he, and says, he says happens all the time this yeah and it's also so cute it's so cute it. and she's so sweet because she's doing her best to act like she knows how to eat the food and of course it's tricky and there's so many courses and dishes and it's when um the gentleman who edward wants to buy his business so that he can then rip it apart piece by piece and resell it and make money off of it and it's this older gentleman and his son david who she then meets the polar match it's the first time they're introduced and i remember loving him because he's so sweet to vivian because she's so nervous about the forks and he's like i don't know about you but I don't know. I never know which fork is for what. And she kind of gives him this smile, this grateful smile. And even, and it's so funny because that whole scene, I was like, no idea what Edward and the guy are talking about. Totally. No idea. I just kept watching what she was doing, the awkwardness and how sweet the grandpa guy was like and how like, totally. lovely he was. And I just knew that Edward was kind of being a jerk. <laughs> Yep. Because I liked the grandpa so much. I was like, there's no way Edward's in the right on this because this guy is clearly nice. So it's like that scene stuck out. And then it's like talking, 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 shopping montage, 
bagging, dogging, boring stuff, talking, boring stuff. Oh, the yeah, opera. Like, and so it, it's just funny which scenes I was like. And I remember those scenes vividly. The opera mm-hmm. scene, the dress, the yep. moment when she gets to oh, see God. the jewelry in the jewelry box and Richard yes. Gere snaps it does on her fingers thing. and she does yeah. that amazing laugh. Oh, and then yes. she's watching the opera, like all of that in my head. Mm-hmm. And then talking, 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 talking. And then, like, yeah. you know, totally. That's and it's, exactly it. It's basically, and so it's funny watching as an adult to be like, oh, now I understand the business deal. Oh, now I understand how Edward treats women in his life. Oh my God. Now I understand, you know, the fact that he refers to needing someone at his beck and call, like all this stuff about his character that I did not get. All the conversations he and Julie Roberts have, like they have a conversation about his dad and a conversation about how he went on and had to do therapy about his dad. And like the discussion about realizing that maybe he wants to build things instead of tearing stuff apart, like Stucky's obsession with getting this deal done because of how much money it's worth, like everything else no real memory of it no nope. some scenes i was like this is a long scene <laughs> <laughs> boy this scene, this scene sure takes a long time until i can finally get back to one of my favorites when are we um, at the opera <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and so it's just it's funny to watch it and have such a very obvious disconnect from my child perspective of this movie versus adult i think out of all the movies we've rewatched, this is probably the one with the biggest obvious disconnect Mm-hmm. I would agree. Out of out of any of the other movies in terms, and it's and it's like I blanked out the other scenes because I was like, I don't understand, and I tried to pay attention. I tried to understand what they were saying. It's just it didn't boring. Matter <laughs> because it for it, a six year old, yeah, for a six seven year old, it and it he, no matter how hard I tried to pick up what they were saying, I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it clearly doesn't matter. All right, next montage. All right, next cute scene. Fabulous dress. Julie Roberts being adorable. I will say as a child, we haven't talked about her yet, but her roommate Kit, mm-hmm. I really liked her. Me too. I thought she was funny. I loved how she talked. I loved how clearly close her and Vivian were. Like Kit and Vivian were best buds and they're so sweet. I had no idea she was a drug Doing addict. drugs. Nope. I Mm-mm. had no idea that she was irresponsible and spending all their money. Mm-hmm. When she says, when like, um, when you first introduce to kit vivian confronts her because their rent money is gone and that also confused because she her rent money is kept in, in their the toilet toilet i know i was in like what are we container and as a doing? child i'm like that's an odd choice but why I mean, do we all no keep one, our money in the toilet no one would find it um and she has to go confront kit because they can't afford they need to pay their rent and the money's all gone and kit says i needed a little pick me up i had to, her expressions are i need to pick me up i needed to party i needed to whatever and None of that. I just was like, oh, she had a party. Totally. Like, Needed to pick me up. And you're like, what? Uh, did coffee? you go shopping? <laughs> totally. Like, pizza bar. You're at a bar. I understand adults drink. Maybe that's what she yeah. was. Like, I, I genuinely, like, all of her, I didn't get everything. I didn't get that Carlos, this other guy they know who's a, who's a pimp and who keeps wanting to be their pimp and they keep refusing. But she does buy drugs off of him how she gets into trouble with him because she owes him money. And so Vivian leaves her, like leaves money at the hotel desk for her to pick up and stuff so that she can get Carlos, you know, pay rent and get stop Carlos from, you know, potentially hurting her or getting angry with her for not paying him back. Like all of that. I didn't know. I just knew that Kit was funny. Mm-hmm. Kit was sassy. Mm-hmm. We and love a good sassy character. Best friends, and she was adorable. She was, so and she cute. always, and like the two of them together were always very cute. And I mm-hmm. think that's the other thing too, from a 
kid standpoint, what I really is what I realized while watching this as an adult mm. is Julia Roberts does such a good job of just being relatable to like yes. people. Like she's like even I started laughing when she goes to dinner with David Morse. That's the grandpa who's um, Richard Gere's trying to buy the business of David, his um, grandson. Yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yes, yeah. Mr. Morse and then David. And she goes and shakes their hands, and it's yes. like the most cute aggressive like it's good, like a pump great to be it's here yeah like nice pumping up their arm and i just started laughing and i was like i feel like this is how i shake hands like totally and oh my god so yeah. it's like she's just personable sweet yes mm-hmm. personable people like her she's not stuck up like she's she even makes a comment when they go to the polo match because everyone is a jerk at the polo everyone. match like again even as a kid you don't understand that they're jerks but you just understand you just, in my head I was like they're kind of snobby yeah like I, I just thought. don't like yeah okay. there's just like rich snobby people and like go figure they're at a polo match it yeah, obviously yeah. is Makes that perfect sense yeah so but like she says a comment she's like are these people your friends and he's like I spent some time with them yeah and she says well no wonder and he's like no wonder what no wonder you came looking for me and I as an adult I was like no kidding like like he has no one genuine would, in his life yeah like I would never want to spend any time with any of them. So no. I think as a kid, yeah. she just does a really good job of when she's on scene one, she's Julia Roberts. So she's beautiful. And like her laugh is infectious and mm-hmm. she's in the movie. She's so charismatic and you just, you just love her. And so mm-hmm. I just think anyone who's mean to her immediately, you don't like them. And yep. anyone time someone's nice to her, you're like, Ooh, this is good. I this like is this a good person. person. This person and understands so that she's awesome. Exactly. And so I think mm-hmm. with her and Kit, again, like you, I obviously didn't get any of the drug references. So you're just like, oh, these two are just good friends. And They're really they close. They need money and Kit's great. And that's all my <laughs> takeaway was from Kit. <laughs> totally. That's the most I understood about her as a character. And yeah. I remember being sad at the end because um, with the money she's earned from Edward and they've parted ways, Edward wants her to stay, but in a very particular role. And Vivian doesn't Won't want that role. Do it. She wants to have a genuine relationship with him. Anyway, so she's got the money and she clearly is about to leave. She's going to go back to school. She's going to study. She's going to try and and live a different Shift life. Shift gears. Right? Yeah. And, and Kit and her, like I remember being that they weren't going to be together, right? Because they clearly were such good friends. And, they, and, and Kit doesn't do goodbyes well. And so they have like a really quick hug kind of thing because she doesn't want to get emotional. And then she's interviewing a different girl for her potential new roommate. And as a child, I was like, well, she seems nice at least. Um, yeah. But it was sad to me that such good friends mm-hmm. would be separating and that Kit wouldn't come with her. Kit wouldn't try to, you know, also yeah, like they're, go to school, right? It's just, yeah, like you, yes. Oh my gosh, that's such a little kid thing to think. Yeah. And it's like, well, if she's like, going for school, Kit should school, also Kit go should for think, school. Can't they go to the same school together and continue to be friends? Like very much an elementary totally. mentality mm-hmm. of, of life. Let's go to school together. Um, and like, well, obviously you'd move to go be with that person. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that's not really what happens, but okay. Why wouldn't you want to go be with your best friend? I mean, what is she doing there? Like, what's Kit going to yeah. do? What on earth? So, what is she going to do by herself? Nothing. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, yeah, no, I definitely, I felt that, I felt that very hard towards mm-hmm. the end as mm-hmm. well. And obviously even the ending, like, even as a kid, like, obviously, so Richard Gere is planning on setting Julia Roberts' character up with this apartment. Pause. With this apartment. <laughs> And um, there's this component to it where Julia Roberts is upset. She's, she doesn't want, 
you know, him to just leave money on the nightstand when he rolls through town kind of a thing. Cause that's how she thinks it would feel. And that's basically what he's intending. And mm-hmm. he's like, well, it wouldn't be like that. And she said, she says, what, it, how would it be then? And she gets mad and frustrated at him. And again, I didn't understand mm. what that entire conversation no. was. And like, what, I was like, and what the offering difference was. I didn't understand mm-hmm. what he was offering and why it wasn't. I just knew Enough. again, I just trusted that I wanted Vivian's best interests. So therefore if she was saying yes. it wasn't, then I'm like, well, it's not. Okay. Yes. Richard Gere has That's... to do more. I don't know what he has to do. Yeah. But he has to do more than what he's currently doing. Sure. Totally. Yeah. And I and as a child, I think why one of the reasons why I loved um, Hector's character so much, Mr. Thompson, is because he gets charmed by Julia Roberts. He mm-hmm. can't help but love her. He helps her, and then the whole staff at the hotel love her. When she and Richard Gere are walking, and she's wearing the fancy red gown, and they're going to go to the opera, all the hotel staff stop and mm-hmm. smile and watch mm-hmm. them. And like, yep. and then when it's time to say goodbye. Mr. Thompson gets their limo driver to drive her home. Doesn't matter where she's going. Says that she can stay anytime. Like all this stuff that as a child, I'm like, he's wonderful. The whole hotel staff are wonderful. Totally. So great. And he even gives that hint to Richard Gere that as a child, I got that he's like, you know, so-and-so drove her home yesterday. Just so you know. Yeah. All right. So-and-so take him to the airport. And so like, you know, let him like you. We'll just leave on that note. And as a yeah. child, I was like, look at him making sure they're back together. This is why this guy's so wonderful. Like, I, je- everything about him. I was like, I know. This guy's like a fairy godmother. He's <laughs> <laughs> the fairy godmother of the hotel. He's a little bit uh, stiff, but he's lovely. <laughs> we can warm him up a little bit. We can get him loosened up. He'll warm up to us. <laughs> It's so In true. every way. I will say also when you're saying that Julia Roberts is relatable, do you know what scene I was like, oh God, that's me. Is when they're first when they're first in the hotel room and and as Pauline mentioned, Edward has ordered champagne and strawberries. Yes. And she, of course, is just like, yeah, champagne, strawberries, sure, whatever. Like a, and she takes the champagne flute, and he, of course, Richard Gere turns to get the strawberries and turns back, and she is chugging the champagne. champagne. <laughs> And this is how Lisa drinks wine and champagne. Yeah, I don't savor it. it. Mm. I don't savor any beverage. Lisa chugs every beverage. There was a time I'm going to go on a slight tangent. I went with our sister JM to this opening of a theater production that she had done the flowers for. So we got opening night tickets for free. So I was her plus one. And on the opening night, they have free wine. And they're in teeny tiny little glasses. And I didn't know anyone. It's a huge crowd. And I basically was sticking to JM's side. Like, please don't leave me alone with all these strange people who have money and are weird. (laughs) This is just odd before waiting. So I just kind of kept going and getting wine. Because I'm like, well, JM's talking to someone. I'll go get another wine. And JM at one point was like, Lisa, if anyone who didn't know you saw you, they think you're a lush. (laughs) They think you're a lush. Because what? what's your glass total at? I'm like, I don't know. I just knew I got one and gulped it down. And then I'd be like, nothing else to do. Better go grab another wine. Totally. Like, so watching Julia Roberts chug it, I was like, I get you. I understand, I get Julia. You, Vivian. And like true. the way she's like, oh, strawberries, okay. And like just starts chowing down on them. I was like, everything about her eating, everything about that. It was like, yes, yes, this is, this is me. Yes. This is how I operate. 
I thought I'm that multiple times, Lisa. Like, I even mm-hmm. started laughing and just turned to Cam. I'm like, I knew that. And he's like, yes. <laughs> yes, you do. And I'm like, mm-hmm. And, like, that I was do. it. So, yeah. when I think the thing, too, that I liked about this movie as a kid is that she's, like, she obviously starts looking more put together. She stops fidgeting mm-hmm. as much. All mm-hmm. of the things, right? Like, there's very subtle things. I don't think I clocked them as a kid. But she still seemed like who she was from the beginning to the mm-hmm. end. Like, she's obviously transformed and changed. She decides what she wants to do with her life. Obviously, didn't understand any of this as a kid. But it's more that it was, like, by the end of the movie, she is still sweet and relatable. She's and- still genuine yes like it hasn't altered her in the way that she becomes a snob or she starts treating people differently she still treats everyone with a lot of kindness and and also in her own way like she when she says goodbye to mr thompson he and he's being very sweet but very like you know proper she shakes his hand and then hits him on the shoulder and goes stay cool yeah (laughs) and gives him a little smile and gives him a little smile And goes, and it's stuff like those little touches of how she talks to people, right? From beginning to end is like, she gives random trivia to Richard Gearwater in the car. She just tosses out random trivia because what else is she going to talk about? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just interesting. And it's interesting because I didn't get, um, when they're first in the hotel room together the first time. And initially it's the idea that she's there for an hour. He hasn't yet asked her if she'll be there for the night. She's finding his behavior odd and it's putting her off because he's he's buying champagne for he's buying strawberries he's trying to talk and she's very much like okay you're paying me for an hour we really should get she's like i'm a sure thing so whatever you've got going on here we can just stop we can do our thing need to woo me you're paying for me you are making this hella awkward and did not get I didn't get why they I knew they were awkward but I didn't get why I was just like these two don't seem to be connecting very well like it was (laughs) it's like okay um but as an adult of course watching it I'm like oh god Richard Gere is making this so awkward and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. I get her I totally Mm -hmm. get her so it's it's just it's really interesting the huge shift from a small child to an adult watching this movie. I think that's our main takeaway. This one, well, yeah, I mean, so polarizing. hundred percent, as it should be. This should yes. not have been a film that we as children were like, aha, I, I get, get it. all the subtlety. <laughs> I understand the nuances of their relationship and this <laughs> dynamic for uh, sure. Paid for sex, I get all of this. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, no, man. exactly. So I think that's the general takeaway. Yes. I mean, I, yeah, I feel like. Nothing we else. could go into more detail, but it's generally speaking, but we didn't understand guys, the business, the hooker plot line, which is basically the, the whole thing. That's honestly, yeah. that's the whole movie. That's yeah, like, this whole movie. For us, it was Julia Roberts is pretty. Look at her funny outfits. Wonderful. Check out her um, shopping. Look yeah. at the opera. Let's yeah. go. And then so. the very end, they kiss. He's got flowers. Yay. Climbs up the apartment staircase. Uh, like, Great. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and it's over. And Welcome scene. to Hollywood. Here we go. Uh, so, Pauline, then, let mm-hmm. us pivot. Uh, we'll go to the Bechdel test. I think that's the easier, simple question to answer first. Yep. Um, could you remind everyone what the Bechdel test is and then tell us if this movie passes it? I would love to, Lisa. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, the Bechdel test is a test to see, basically, the caliber or quality of female characters written into a movie. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, three qualifications. The female characters need to be named. Mm-hmm. There has to be more than one because they need to talk to each other. And when they talk to each other, it has to be about something other than a man or men. 
And this movie passes. Yes, it does. Multiple times. So we've (laughs) got Kit, we've got Bridget, we've got Vivian. They all talk uh, at various times. Julia Roberts' character, Vivian, talks to both of them at different times. And they talk about rent. They talk about drugs. They talk about work. They talk about buying this dress, money, Mm -hmm. all these things. And so there's there's always a topic of conversation that doesn't really revolve around a man or men quite well, regularly and even when um like kit and vivian are first introduced they're talking about the rent money and then when yeah. they go to stand on a different prostitute in their turf oh, and they yeah, say her, her name, name. Her i'm name. trying to mm-hmm. remember but kit basically calls her out and says we work this is this our corner strip this is our corner go do your own corner kind of thing and that whole conversation is has nothing to do with men it's about their profession their work it's about yes. their work yeah, it all it, it passes with flying colors. Yes, <laughs> which is kind of kind of, and I knew that going in. I, I was yeah. pretty confident going in just because of if nothing else, Kit and Vivian together. I remembered some of their conversations that had nothing to do with yep. men. Yep. All right, fabulous. It passes. So then, Pauline, the more involved question: mm. Is this movie offensive? And that is a very strong word, but is there anything offensive in this movie or anything that hasn't aged well? As you said, it's from 1990. Anything that audiences who may not have seen it or haven't seen it in a long time may have forgotten or should know going in, whether it's trigger warnings, whether it's content, just obviously this is an R-rated film. This is not a family film, despite our watching it as children. Um, But nonetheless, what would you tell people that they should know going in? Well, obviously, I think the biggest one is the trigger warning for sexual assault mm-hmm. when Stucky goes into the hotel room and basically tries to assault Vivian, knowing that that is exactly his intention. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hits her, as Lisa said, and that could get very bad if Edward didn't show up. So obviously, that is very heavy. That's the most dramatic one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. His behavior in general is quite creepy and gross and mm-hmm. inappropriate. And he's just a slime ball, as you said earlier. So... Generally, if he's on the screen, you run the risk of him saying something that is going to be not great because that's generally how his character is. So yeah. basically anytime he's on screen. Um, but there are a few things like terms and references that get kind of mentioned, even when mm. they're talking casually about other women in the profession. Um, so, for example, there's a woman being pulled out of a dumpster and they call her Skinny Marie. Mm-hmm. And she's a crackhead. And that's how they refer to her. And she's dead. And there's this casualness that gets. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, it's kind of also because of their line of work, because they're, they. This is something they see frequently. Frequently. Yeah. Or they know lots of people who are drug addicts because obviously they are in that line of work where people they know are drug dealers and Kit herself is involved with drugs. So they say crackhead a couple of times, mm-hmm. which is just a very, it's a very, it's not inaccurate. It's just, it's just extremely It's an el- extremely loaded expression. Yes, um, because there's a degradation yeah. that's implied and that, that pivots well, as well to how they're yeah. referencing go on what were you I was well just drug use in general like especially yeah. now with more understanding of addiction and how some people like you know it's a mental health issue as well it's a disease really in its own way and people struggle with it um uh, genetics come into a play like just all this stuff we now know and are mm-hmm. empathizing with 
1990 was not a thing. No, it it's was not very, a thing. It's a toss away thing. It's a very easy thing to toss aside people with this descriptor and just be like, and write them off throughout yeah. the film. Yeah. Yes. So that happens. No, I wouldn't say frequently, but I no. can think of like two or three scenes where it is particularly very casually discussed. The film. Yeah. 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 And so that that would be a big one that now has is definitely different. I could, mm-hmm. I think even in this in a movie, if there was ever like a, a remake or a movie where they're you know dealing with drug addiction, I feel like it would definitely be addressed very differently mm, in other movies absolutely. nowadays being made. So that's that's definitely something. Mm-hmm, um, for sure. And and in the similar vein, it's how casually, you know, they talk about being hookers and talk about, and there's this um, sense of ownership. I mean, it's tough because he, Richard's Gears character, Edward, is paying for Vivian's company for the week to be her beck and call. That is what she agrees to the beck and call girl. And, but then they're even with Stucky's behavior, there's this feeling of ownership or entitlement mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Vivian and Vivian's body and, and her in general. That's, mm-hmm. that's tough to kind of navigate because very, it's uncomfortable and especially now again nowadays i think i think even the dynamic between edward and vivian would be written differently hopefully yeah yeah would be well and just edward in general is interesting because when he's breaking up with his girlfriend she is complaining about that about how it's not a real relationship he just wants someone at his beck and call and he's very quick to write her off and be like okay bye see you if you're not willing to do that it's how he treats most women Mm-hmm. It's how Stucky treats most women. And it's only because he genuinely starts to care for Vivian because she stands up to him in certain ways. But it's, again, it's loaded. It's, he has all the power in their mm-hmm. dynamic. Mm-hmm. It is a very, um, it's a dynamic where they're not on equal footing. Yes. And he takes advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And when she pushes back, it's like it surprises him every time. And it's little pushes. It's not even big ones, but it is uncomfortable with how he acts and behaves. And like he even says, he didn't like that she was talking to David. His jealousy over her, just having a casual conversation with David, the grandson, to him that was upsetting. Yeah. And he behaved. And that's when he started. And very that's petty. also a fact. He behaved very petty. And that's also a factor as to why he told Stucky. The truth of her profession. And he casually says things like, we're so similar, Vivian. We both screw people for money. And even how she, how he says it, her response after is very like, like how physically, like I, uh, Mm -hmm. again, like how he's so unaware of how his words will land with her. There's a complete disregard for her as a human. Like there's Mm -hmm. a, there's this. She's a commodification. Yes. That he's paid for. And that's kind of it. And even in his apology after um, 
she's upset with him after he tells Stucky that she's a hooker and they're having their fight. And he says, um, you know, you are in fact a hooker and you are my employee. And I was like, I'm sorry. I meant it. That's the end of it. And then she leaves and doesn't take the money. And I'm like, fucking A, Vivian, like gold mm-hmm. star for you. And like, but I'm also like, take the fucking money. You I also was like, stay. you need to take the money. You have yeah, you should. clothes and I'm sure you, you can sell them, but you, you really should take the you money. You earned that. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah, totally. You, but I'm also like. You earned it. But so it just, it's just this very, mm. he is far from ideal and he's definitely an imperfect human. And even at the end, he doesn't understand why his offer of giving her and providing her an apartment doesn't land well. Like he doesn't. Why it's insulting to her. He yeah. still doesn't get it. Like he's just not figuring it out. And so, you know, the ending, although we already said it's like, quote unquote, a happy ending in my mm. head, I'm, I'm worried about it because I'm like, oh, is this a happy ending? No. Is he derailing her potential to, to go exactly grow her, and expand to go to school and, and to change get, and challenge herself and go to San Francisco exactly yeah. and and have a bit of life experience away from what she's currently living and know that she can do that on her own know that she's smart enough she's capable enough and she's gonna yes. go places because she's worked for it and instead he's come along and he's like now you can marry me or get together whatever they're gonna end up doing and also I'm sorry my brain is like because of how he's set up now as an adult I also question the ending just because I'm like you have proven you're a serial dater who gets tired of women and just dismisses them all throughout the movie. I don't trust that this is going to be. I don't know. I'm, I need, I feel like it was me. Adult Pauline needed to be like, okay, Pauline, it's also just a movie. Just enjoy. And let's assume that it ends well. And she continues because she stands her ground. Cause I got to believe yeah. that Vivian will still stand her ground because she's already stood her ground. And I feel like to your point, they already had this power dynamic. And even when she was in this lower power level, she already was standing up to him. She didn't, mm-hmm. she didn't accept his apartment. She did leave. She left early. She, she was like, fine. She was give setting me boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yes. So I want to believe that she maintained those boundaries mm-hmm. after the movie ended. I, that is how Pauline <laughs> believes the movie continued, but I don't know if that obviously happened. The last thing that mm-hmm. I will say is, mm-hmm. um, she refers to herself, her mom would tease her about being a bum magnet. And I mm. kind of think that that the concept of if there's a bum, uh, like uh, within a hundred mile radius, she said, her, you know, she'd be attracted to them. And the, just the idea of calling people bums. I mean, it's kind of like this, mm-hmm. like, it's this l- light hearted, quote unquote, way of of talking shit about people mm-hmm. who maybe are struggling in their life and working through whatever shit they're working through. And so they say it well, a couple of times that she's yeah. this bum magnet and you're like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really know. Is it offensive? I don't know. What do you think? I just I, feel like it's a that tough... one, I found it also, well, cause it also implies that she was like her mom basically is like, you, you're terrible. You sleep around with anyone and they're all going to be, you know, people, as you say, bums, people on the lowest and the ladder who have no, you have no respect for it. But it's an expression that covers so much. It could mean yeah. anything. And yes. I, I don't like the vagueness of it. I don't like the demeaning nature of it. But I can't tell you for listeners, you can decide if that's offensive or not. I found it. I didn't like it. 
but I also was like, mm, yeah, okay. I know. Like, That's I wrote it down choice. with a question mark because I'm like, it's off-putting, but it, there's nothing specific about it. But I'm also like, I don't know, maybe. So, but what about? Was there anything else that you? Edward's I think jealousy, you got most people, of it. I mean, there's crackheads, a ridiculous stucky. amount of ogling of Vivian from just anyone, mm. and that again adds to the fact that she's a, like adds to this idea that she's a commodity that she's an object that she's something that everyone can just stare at and look at and and everything else and whether it's good whether it's ogling because they're attracted to her or ogling because of how she's dressed um it just happens so much throughout the movie and it's uncomfortable and so for anyone who's been in that situation where they feel like people have stared at them too long or people are judging their appearance or anything else seeing it so overt for so much of the movie, I could see that, you know, just upsetting people. Agreed. Um, but that's like a that's the last thing I think of. Otherwise, you've said everything I can think of, and it's 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 a tricky one. This one I knew going in when you picked it. I was like, oh, Pauline, we're gonna mm-hmm. have some fun pulling up. So I mean, there may be stuff we missed. There may be stuff that we found offensive. You guys, not as much. Um, we like you let us know by all means in on our oh, yeah, Instagram if anything or we missed. anything we missed or anything you think we should have addressed. Cause this, this movie deals with a lot of difficult subject matters, but it's a romantic comedy. Mm. So there is a light touch to it that isn't genuine to a lot of these experiences. Yes. So I would also say going in, to understand that this is a movie that I I don't think as you said would be made the way that it is now mm-hmm. if they were going to tell this story it would be told in a very different fashion and so for this movie to exist is fascinating at all um, but it it is something that that as I said it, it just there's a lot of difficult subject matter that is handled as a romantic comedy so yes problematic in that way that's that's all I'm going to finish off with. Okay. Um, all right. So then, Pauline, now that we've talked about our memories, talked about childhood and all that, talked about what's offensive, what to pay attention to. Now that you've rewatched it, mm. I'm so curious. Did it hold up? Is it something you're going to rewatch? Would you recommend it to anyone? And who would you recommend it to? And out of 10, mm. what would you give it? You know, this is a tough one. It really is hard because I, so from a holding up standpoint, it's exactly what I remember it being in the sense like this, I watched this, I would say five years ago, probably like Mm. I've seen it in my adult life. Maybe five years is too, because I'm like, I didn't have a streaming service and I definitely didn't own it. So I'm like, (laughs) that's probably an inaccurate number, but I've definitely seen it as an adult. Since childhood. I, I understood more of it i i know that there's a period of time where i got more of this movie than Mm. just what we're talking about here so i feel like at some point in time i've seen this fairly recently let's say 10 years anyway so (laughs) i i knew what to expect going in in terms of like scenes that i remembered they i you know loved watching them again um i understood more of i was paying obviously more attention to this watch than i probably ever have so i definitely was like oh right i understand the business component like Mm -hmm. all of the the plot lines i get stucky's character better like all of that so i got more of it it holds up in terms of like 
the scenes from childhood that I have nostalgia for are still there. Mm-hmm. They still That's true. exist. They exist. They just, yeah. They're just definitely, there's uh, nuance and like layers that were lacking from childhood. Mm. So that's definitely different. Um, would I recommend it to others? Um, I mean, if you watched it um, as a kid or you, not as a kid, but even like in the old days, if you've seen this movie <laughs> and, you know, maybe it's been a while or you've got mis memories of it. I mean, watch it again for sure. Because um, it is just know that all of the things that we mentioned about the lightheartedness of heavy topics will definitely showcase how much we as a society have shifted how we approach living, I guess is what I would say about it. So it's like, it's kind of very generalized. It's dated in that sense. I mean, the shopping scene is still fun. The opera scene is still great. There's just this really odd reality that this is a fairy tale. Like this is to your point earlier, like the topics that get addressed are so much heavier than what actually ever gets touched on in this movie. It's even like, even after Stucky's behavior, I mean, there's a trauma that would probably be occurring to Vivian that Mm. doesn't even get acknowledged. So I don't know. It's, it's a weird thing when you rewatch it from that standpoint, but I did enjoy watching it. Like while I was watching it, I enjoyed it. I, don't I'm sure I'll watch it again I don't know if I will select it on like be like I'm gonna watch this I'm in this mood I think it's gonna be more like if I'm watching tv and there's nothing on and it's on I'll watch it but maybe I'll watch it on Disney plus and just fast forward to all my favorite scenes again (laughs) because I might just be like yeah I need a moment where she goes shopping or whatever um so I'd recommend it only if you have nostalgia for it and you understand this movie for what it is now in that sense, I feel like I'm being very vague. I don't know how to say this well. Because <laughs> I genuinely am like, I don't know. I don't know if this is a good movie to watch again because it's very different re-watching it now as an adult than watching it from childhood. Mm. So I don't know. I, I feel like I can't give a very good answer on this one. Um, let me go with my own rating. Out of 10. <laughs> I'm just going to move. I'm going to pivot. Yeah, yeah, just shuffle along. It's cool. It's cool. Heavily, heavily nostalgia weighted. I'm going to give this movie a 7 out of 10. Without the nostalgia, I'd say this movie is closer to a 4. <laughs> so take that as it is. Because if you've never seen this movie before and you watch it, I don't think you're going to like it. Mm. And that's based on just the fact that I just don't know if it did hold up. I yeah. don't, I really don't know if this is a movie that has held up. I think my nostalgia is too strong, strong for this movie. Mm. What about you? That's Lisa? fair. So rewatching it, does it hold up? Yes and no. Because again, my childhood understanding of it as you said the favorite scenes are there so yeah that held up dress is still beautiful she still laughs when he closes the jewelry box in her hand and it's adorable they still do a shopping montage like all those things are there everything else is there too though and now as an adult understanding it i found myself uncomfortable Mm. watching it 
I still got excited for favorite scenes because the nostalgia was strong. But overall, watching the movie, I was just like, I don't feel good watching this. I don't feel good with the ending. Mm. I don't feel good watching this movie. I don't know if I'll watch it again. If I do, it would be too fast forward to select scenes. But even then, I probably won't. Yeah, it's in my I head. Mm-hmm. It's in my head. I'll remember those scenes. I still love the. Sa- I still love listening to Pretty Woman by Roy Orbison. I actually really love Roy Orbison. I listen to other songs of his. I love Go West too. I love a couple of songs in this, but this movie is so different and so dated, and so. And it's difficult, too, as someone who is a middle-class, privileged white woman who has never had to struggle with drug addiction, who's never had Mm. to be in such extreme circumstances, who's never had to make those impossible choices, to watch this as a commodity and Mm. as a fairy tale and as a very superficial glimpse and showcase of anything to do with working on the streets with drug addiction with everything it i just i i can't i can't imagine mm-hmm. this is genuine at all right and the more i know now which is very limited the more uncomfortable the movie makes me mm. so i can't recommend it i don't recommend it i would say if you saw it growing up and you have some nostalgia and after listening to this you're reminded of scenes you love and you want to go watch it absolutely it's on disney plus go for it but like pauline if you haven't seen it unless you're curious because from a pop culture standpoint this is a film that is in pop culture that made a ton of money that is referenced the posters referenced her outfits are referenced all this stuff it made julia roberts career in a lot of ways If you're curious for those reasons, by all means, watch it. But if you're looking for just a fun romantic comedy, don't choose this one, Mm. is what Mm. I would say. I would say I I am not, you may love it. Who am I to to tell you otherwise? But I I would not recommend it. No, Um, I just felt uncomfortable in a lot of moments in this film. And that's, that's me. So... Uh, out of 10, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, with nostalgia, it is probably a six. Ooh. Without <laughs> nostalgia, is a four. It's a definite four. It is. There are, like, Julia Roberts does a great job. She's very, she's very personable. She's very lovely with what she's got to work with. The chemistry between her and Richard Gere is genuine. Mm-hmm. Hector will always be a favorite. <laughs> Scenes jump out to me that are delightful. The who ordered pizza scene is delightful. Um, but overall, it just isn't a film that I can enjoy watching. There. Which was a very interesting revelation watching mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Ah, because I was excited. I was excited, and I had lots of scenes popping in my head. So this this was an interesting one to watch. Um, and again, for anyone listening who you loved this movie, who you've rewatched it, you still think it's great. Let us know. Tell us. Tell us why. Tell us, or if you think it isn't, like we'd love to hear feedback. I really am curious for this one in particular because mm-hmm. it's such an interesting film. It's well, such an and, interesting time capsule of a movie. And it's so iconic, like you said, yes. in pop culture. So it's like, it's different than realizing that you're like, oh, 
this movie from childhood that I loved that was like catering for children has not held up at all because it is stupid. Totally. It's like, yeah. no, this is a movie that adults watched and loved so <laughs> much that it made like 485 million at the box office and is like totally it and changed become... fashion trends and yes yeah so it's it is it's it's odd how it's movies like this that really showcase how far we've come when i whenever i feel like we haven't come that far sometimes in our you know human decency <laughs> you watch it and you're like oh no this movie would not be made today the way this is made there's just no way no. right no it's so it's so interesting it's so mm-hmm. interesting anyways yeah so there you go guys this was i'm so glad we had these conversations and i am mm-hmm. glad i watched it for how this turned out good pick pauline but thank interesting. you all right well well okay still riding the nostalgia of certain scenes yes mm-hmm. what are some quotes that, I mean, there are some that are ingrained in my head and I will continue to say, despite the fact that I no longer will watch this movie. Pauline, start us off. What's the quote that we loved watching this movie? Oh, uh, okay. So one of the ones that I loved as a kid was when she says, she's at his, she's in his hotel room. They're, they've decided that it, she's staying for the week, what have you. And she says, can I call you Eddie? And he's like, not if you expect me to answer. <laughs> funny I actually and it's just the very quiet way he answers yes nope he's like that not if you expect me to answer okay and like and how she is so cute in oh she's just so cute and so I really I feel like I that's another one that I do like can I call you this no got it okay cool we're not there cool we're not there maybe later maybe maybe soon you'll warm up to me don't worry I'll warm you eventually you'll love me yeah it's true I'll keep slowly wearing you down okay Lisa your turn what was um one that I loved as a kid is when she's trying to cheer Edward up and she tells him how about this we'll just Mm. veg out in front of the tv and he's like veg out yeah be still like vegetables lay like broccoli <laughs> that's a, a cute child one. i was like oh that's why it's called veg out i don't mm. know if that's actually why i know i don't know i know but I as a child the, thing. the image oh. of laying like broccoli mm-hmm. was just hysterical to me so yep. I, I and again just the genuine way she says it so i i did love that line as a kid what's, uh, what's another so another one, one as a kid because almost all of these are going to be from mm. childhood but one of them is actually backtracking to when she gets in his car and and he's in his lotus and he picks her up and they're driving and yes. he doesn't know how to drive and her, one of the things she says is lights lights would be good here <laughs> and that was it yeah that's a good one i like that what about you uh during the shopping montage so when they first because richard gear is all set to just give vivian money and go spend money and he was surprised she didn't buy more things with the money he left the first time and she explains that the stores were mean to her so then he actually goes with her to ensure that she's in a store and he's explained the situation and the staff will be on their best behavior. And this is what he says to the guy who's running the store they go into is we are going to be sending an obscene amount of money in here. So we're going to need a lot more people sucking up to us. And the guy's response is, sir, if I may say so, you're in the right store and the right city for that matter. <laughs> and then a beat later, no. he goes back to Richard Gere and goes, exactly 
how obscene an amount of money are we talking? Obscene, like, or just kind of obscene or really offensive? He says <laughs> profane or profane really or offensive. really offensive. And Richard Gere goes really offensive, and he's like, "I like him so much," and walks away. It's and so there's good. something about that interaction. I loved it as a kid, and I did enjoy that exchange as an adult, too. His other line, so that guy in the store, another line that I have from childhood that I really liked was Mm. when Richard Gere is like, okay, I'm leaving you here. You look great. You look wonderful. Everyone's taking care of you. And he goes to leave, and he says to the guy, she has my card. And he says, and we'll help her use it, sir. Uh, classic. That I, I wrote scene. that one that down. That whole scene. scene, honestly, it's that scene still made me happy. I'm no, not gonna oh, lie. Yeah, it's great. Rewatching it, I'm like, damn, this montage is yeah. delightful. We love it a good montage. So awesome. good. Well, and a montage of like such happiness, such yes. like shopping. She's unlimited shopping. As a child, I'm like, you can do that. I'm like, I want um, unlimited shopping. Jokes on you. <laughs> uh, okay, what's another one that you like? Um, another one I liked is actually an exchange between her and Hector. So he has phone Bridget she has gone to get it and she comes back to the hotel and mm. she goes to thank him and she goes I got a dress and his response is I would rather hope you'd be wearing it and she's <laughs> like oh I didn't want to ruin it I got shoes too do you want to see it he's like no no that won't be necessary and then again a beat later she comes back down and she's still in her working outfit and she goes up and she goes Barney he looks at her and goes it didn't fit yeah <laughs> She's like, no, I have a different problem. And it's that she needs help understanding the silverware. But I just love his beat. And then it didn't fit. I know. Okay. (laughs) And then he's still, and then she's like, no. And he's like, she's really not reading how much he's like, get out of your outfit, please. Please just wear the dress you bought. Wearing (laughs) that outfit right now. And I love that she just continuously doesn't get what he's asking Yes, and she's like, it doesn't matter. I have a bigger problem. Yeah, totally. I need to know what fork to use at dinner. (laughs) I know, it's so funny. It's so (laughs) cute. Um, it is their relationship one of the lines that's so good so one Mm -hmm. of the lines that i really liked is they're on their way to the opera and Mm -hmm. they get in the hotel in the elevator and she's like if i forget to tell you i had a really good time tonight and i remember always thinking that line was so cute Anyway. And I love that the little elevator boy, because in this one, there <gasps> is an elevator person, Dennis. Mm, I is love lit- Dennis. Like, he overhears any conversation they have in the elevator, and there's a couple. And he just is sitting there quietly smiling, because he thinks it's cute, too. And it's just, I just really liked the hostel staff as a child. I know, they're so <laughs> cute. And they all love her. I'm like, yes, I would yeah. love her, too. How could and you when not? they get to the opera, and she pulls out her opera glasses, and so she's, yeah. so she's kind of, so she's like, you said this would be in Italian. He's like, oh, so she's like, so how am I going to know what's going on? And he, in the meantime, while she's saying this, she's trying to flip her opera glasses up so she can use them on the little stick. And she's done it a few times, and then she stops mid-sentence. These are broken. Mine are broken. <laughs> and then he just takes just it the tone. and flips them the other way, and she's like, Oh, and then continues looking. And her tone, it felt very much like, again, how I talk. So I had this moment where I was like, oh, Pauline, that's how you sound. Because it was like cute and funny and just like herself and just being like, these are broken. Mine are broken. And just, I, I love that why... you're aware that you're cute and funny. I like that you're just like, oh, it just reminds me of me again. Uh, reminds me funny. of me. <laughs> 
and you should be it should absolutely 100 i agree with you i do, do love that scene i do it's love a really the, good the scene. flipping of the opera glasses um what's but, one of yours one that we loved as kids. So she's watched the opera. She's emotionally caught up with it. Mm-hmm. She's got tears. Mm-hmm. And then the opera's over. And this very sweet elderly woman who's been in the same opera box as her and clearly has overheard the conversation she's had with Richard Gere where she's never been to the opera before. She turns to her and just goes, did you enjoy the opera, dear? And again, with very genuine response, oh, it was so good. I almost peed my pants. <laughs> and it's like... What? Oh. And then, uh-huh. and then uh, Richard Gere just leans over and goes, she said she liked it better than Pirates of Penzance. <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> classic. kids. We I mean, that that's a hysterical so line. But mm-hmm. she a- just told this proper older woman that she mm-hmm. almost peed her pants. Yep. And it was hysterical. It was it's great. True. It was everything I wanted as a child. <laughs> it's Well, and it's like, man, I like potty references as much as the next person when I'm sick. Absolutely. I would also I play- say that. Okay. What's your what's your final one? Okay, so my say? final one is one that I almost called this episode and then didn't. Oh. Um, and I told you about it after the trivia episode, so you <laughs> yes, know what you it is. So, so I, mean, I still one, get to act for surprise. I'm oh, like Lisa, come which on, one? You know, Lisa, what are we doing here? Anyway, so, um, so it's when Kit has made it to the hotel and it's Kit and yes. Vivian and they're sitting outside and they're having their discussion and she's talking about how. Kit understands now that Julia Roberts's character, Vivian, is now in love with Edward. And she's like, you like him. And she's like, you definitely like him. Well, he's not a bum. He's a rich, classy guy. And she says, who's going to break my heart? And she says, well, you don't know that. I mean, we don't know that. It could work. It happens. And she's like, who does it work for, Kit? Tell me, who does it work for? And she says, you want a name? Yeah. Ooh, the pressure of a name. And then she sits and thinks for a bit. And then she goes... Cinder fucking Rella. <laughs> and I don't know why. But I loved that. I loved so that. Much. And so much. Anyway, yeah. that's one of my that's I think my I, favorite kit line. That is my favorite kit line too. And I think we'll end on Kit's line because I don't uh, think I could top that one. And it was when I was thinking of putting like if she doesn't say it, I have to say the Cinder fucking Rella line because man, I love that line. And it's and also as, even so satisfying kid, to say. Like, yeah. I know. It is she's referencing saying, Cinderella. And you're like, yes. And you're like, I know who that is. And yep. she put a swear word in the middle. Scandalous. Oh. <laughs> I'd say it if I wasn't going to get in trouble. Totally. Um, <laughs> but now as an it's adult, so... I could say Cinder fucking Rilla. It's true. Um, but there you go, guys. This was our watching of Pretty Woman. A very interesting viewing. Very interesting nostalgia. Very interesting rewatch. As we said several times in this episode, please tell us your thoughts. Um, let us know what you think of this one. Is this one you recognize? Is this one you watch? Is it one you've just heard of? Is it one you love? Is it one you don't love? Anything you want, you can tell us on Instagram, on Twitter. We're at Real Window. Or if you want to give us a very long response about Pretty Woman or any of our movies, you can send us an email at real.window at gmail.com. Uh, you'd be the first. I still keep checking, and so far no one sent us one. So feel free to disagree with us you. in our email. Yeah. Oh yes, to point out what we got wrong, point out what we should have said, point out anything. I find all of that very fascinating, and I love the idea of discussion. Hence, why Pauline and I discuss too. But you notice that we often agree. agree. So it'd be nice to have a different viewpoint who may not agree with us as frequently. Um, so until then, our next episode is my pick. 
I already know my movie. Ooh, how I pretty much have figured. I've pretty much finished the trivia. So, oh um, shoot! Yeah, All right, yeah. damn. Lisa, Let's do Lisa this. Lisa got excited for this one. All um, right, so that'll be interesting. I'm curious what you guys are going to think of it. I'm curious what you'll think of it, Pauline. So until then, have a wonderful rest of your week, guys, and we will catch you next time on Friday. Thank you.